Hello, and welcome to I Don't Know What I'm Talking About. Big news, the id quitter Patreon is no more. I have decided to unpublish the Patreon page because it was just becoming too much to stay on top of sharing content on you know more than one platform especially while i'm still trying to work a full-time job so yeah i won't be doing patreon anymore however i will now be sharing two episodes a week one on a monday and one on a friday and you will also now be getting the monthly guest episodes on the first of every month on the public forum I will be releasing my first guest episode with my friend Ben publicly on the 1st of October. And your first sort of standard Monday episode will be going out the Monday after this episode goes out. I just feel like it will all be a lot more manageable sharing it in all one place, which means like the admin aspect of everything will be reduced because I'm I'm only one person doing this at the minute. Who knows if it becomes bigger and I can expand in the future. But right now, I think I just, I, I think, I think I just bit off more than I could chew in trying to do a Patreon at the same time as a, as a normal public version of the podcast. So selfishly, you know, I have to make sure that I have time to put out the, the content I, I, I want, I want to put out. And so doing it from one place should, he says in, in inverted commas, be more manageable. So that's the big news on Patreon. I also just wanted to share this this little story of something that happened to me and my wife a couple of weeks ago now, but it just hadn't even occurred to me to mention it on the podcast. But it was it was funny and mildly infuriating because, okay, so my, my working hours, you don't need to know this really, but I'm putting it there in, as in like context for the story. My working hours for my full-time job are half past six in the morning until half past five in the evening. I work 11 hours a day every single day. And I'm still putting this podcast out. So you understand the dilemma I had in in not wanting to do the, the Patreon anymore. Anyway, that aside, I like to have an early night is the point I was making with what I just said. Because I start work at half past six, I like to be in bed by no later than 10. Okay. I was sitting on a sofa, on on a sofa, on a sofa, on the sofa, on my sofa, <laughs> in my house with my wife. Our sofa, in our house. What is wrong with me? I was sitting with my wife on our sofa in our house. My wife is scrolling through social media as she so often does, as we also often do. And she suddenly just gasped. It was huge. It was like, <gasps> I was like, what's the matter? She had like full on like hand over her mouth and everything she wouldn't talk she just like she just was shocked into silence i said what's the matter and she was like I, I, I just wait wait a second i just can't speak i'm so shocked i was like why is that a good thing or bad thing she was like bad thing bad thing i was like what has happened thinking you know the absolute worst so it turns out our friend steve had gone for a 13 kilometer run and after getting home, realized he lost his wedding ring. So like his assumption is I've lost I've lost it on the run somewhere 
within those 13 kilometers. Bearing in mind at this point, when I when we hear this news, I'm almost prepared to go to bed and I like an early night. Remember that Heather, having seen Steve that day on his run, and he stopped on his run to speak to her as they walked a short distance. And I say a short distance, it was probably less than a quarter of a kilometer. And his run was 13 kilometers. Remember that also. Heather says to me, we should go, you and I, back down the canal where she had seen Steve, where she had walked with him for the shortest portion of his run, and we should look for the ring. And also bearing in mind at this point, it was night time. Remember, I'm getting ready for bed. So we're getting ready to leave the house, and I'm like, we don't need to take the dog, it's fine. And she's like, no, we're taking the dog. I was like, brilliant, okay, let's take the dog. We drive down to the bridge where where you join the canal right by our house. We have torches. We're walking down the canal and the dog lunges for something. And Heather's like, what, what have you got, Puds? What have you got? What have you got? Thinking maybe he's found the ring, like Scooby f do. And she shines a torch in his face and he's got a f frog in his mouth, of like a, 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 a toad. It's fat. It's a fat frog. It's either a fat frog or it's a toad. And she stops and she's, she starts screaming. She's like, oh my God, it's got a toad in his mouth. It's got a frog in his mouth. What the fuck? He releases it. She picks him up off the floor. And I'm like, we shouldn't have brought the dog. She's like, he's fine. He's dropped the frog. It's fine. And she's now like carrying him. Meanwhile, he's now out of nowhere because he's never done this before, found a taste for frogs. And he is everywhere that we go. He's constantly looking at the floor now, looking for frogs. But she's still, like, holding him up high and then with her torch in her other hand. And we're still trying to look for this friggin' wedding ring in the bushes. We walk maybe a kilometre down and then a kilometre back. We don't find the ring. Then we notice Puddles, our beautiful little Yorkipoo, he's foaming at the mouth. What's what's going on? Has, he, has, this, has this toad given him rabies? Because this is my immediate assumption. And my dog's going to die now because he's got rabies. Because we brought him out to look for our friend's wedding ring. Which is highly unlikely. Because it's a tiny, teeny, tiny wedding ring. On one thirteenth of his run that we're now looking at. Where he seems to think that he's lost his wedding ring. We're not going to find the ring. There's no need for us to be here. It's very late. I want to go to bed. We needn't have brought the dog. Now the dog's tried to eat a toad. Now the dog's probably got rabies and he's going to die. This is where my mind's at now. We wipe his mouth. The foam's gone. Heather Googles, can dogs get rabies from toads? And it turns out they can't. That's fine. Our minds are put at rest. But we're still looking for this wedding ring. We walk out a kilometre. We walk back a kilometre. We don't find the ring. We get home. Heather messages our friend, says we did go and look, but we didn't find it. We're really sorry. I know it was literally like trying to find a needle in a haystack, but we did what we we did what we could. We couldn't find it, I'm sorry. And also our dog nearly died. The next morning we wake up to a message on Facebook from our friend Steve to say that he found his wedding ring. He had just left it on the sink at home. So, Sean got very upset 
because he was forced out of his house post-curfew. He had to have an unnecessary late night and he thought his dog was going to die. Having said that, I'm really glad that Steve found his wedding ring and Puddles is completely fine. Update over. Shall we move on to the main bulk of the podcast? Let's go. And the topic is biology. Biology. So obviously I know what biology is. Biology is a subsection of science. So you have biology, chemistry, and physics. Biology is... Biology is probably... Now, I'm going to say this and people are going to come at me because I'm about to not be able to talk about biology very well. What I'm going to say is biology was probably my favorite part of science. Physics and chemistry, I was no good at. But biology, I do, as I've, I think I've stated before on the podcast, I like the environment. I like animals. I love nature. So biology for me was the, the, the best of the three subjects, personally. Do I know a huge amount about biology? No, I absolutely do not. Am I going to try and fill out 10, 15 minutes worth of chatting now about biology? I'm going to try my absolute damnedest. But right now, I'm stalling to try and think of something to say. So, biology. Biology is a song by Girls Aloud. Uh, no, I'm not going to, I mean, I don't know anything about girls allowed. So there's no way I could have gone down that train. That would have just turned into a massive pile up. I do know that they have a song called biology, but I don't know anything about the band. There you go. Do I have any fun anecdotes about biology? I don't think I'm doing. The only thing I can think to even try and say at this point is, like, so I, I I don't know if I've mentioned this before on the podcast. Quite a lot of people who know me, I think, already know this. I have slash I had a TikTok account that had almost 60,000 followers. And what I used to do was share facts about different things. It could be literally it was everything and anything. It was like TV shows, movies celebrities, animals, words, just anything that kind of interested me. And I thought, I'll put that in a video. I put it into a video and it, it became quite successful for me. And I'm desperately now trying to rack my brain to see if any of those facts or sort of interesting tidbits involved any kind of biological information. I talked a lot about dinosaurs. I'm a big fan of dinosaurs. I love sort of like the Jurassic Park films. I love the idea of dinosaurs. Um, just, I think it's how, how, how small it makes me feel, if you know what I mean. So dinosaurs were around for like 180 million years. Or something like that. I mean, I'm just, I'm literally pulling these numbers off the top of my head. They might not be right, so don't quote me on this. It was something like that. It was about 180, 200 million years, I think. I could be way out. And dinosaurs 
themselves have only been dead, I say only, only been dead for about 66 million years. Now you think about that time difference between, in fact, one of my favorite facts of all time, and this isn't biological, it's more of a timeline thing, but the distance in time between the Stegosaurus and the T-Rex is bigger than the distance in time between the T-Rex and humans as we live and breathe today. Because since the Stegosaurus died out and became extinct, it was then about 88 million years, I think 88 to 90 million years before T-Rex even showed its face on Earth. And then since the T-Rex died out, it's only been about 66 million years until now. So in terms of Earth's timelines, we are closer to the T-Rex than the Stegosaurus ever was. How How crazy is that? So yeah, dinosaur facts are something that interest me a lot. I think I've mentioned this maybe once before when I was trying to talk about skulls, is that dinosaurs would have... Uh, especially the larger sort of predatorial dinosaurs would have holes in their skulls that weren't just eye holes and nostrils. They were they would have like uh, bigger holes down 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 their snouts and stuff. And these were basically evolutionary characteristics that they they picked up to to hollow out their skull and make their heads lighter because otherwise they'd be too top heavy because they were um, bipedal. They walked on two legs. The largest land mammal which has ever lived is Argentinosaurus, which was found in Patagonia in Argentina. And it's a, it's a sauropod dinosaur, which is the dinosaurs with long necks. And it is humongous. Like If you think a T-Rex is big, I think this thing was 30 to 40 times bigger than a T-Rex. I could be completely bullshitting there. Let me just check. I'm going to Google... Argentinosaurus compared to T-Rex. No, I'm wrong. It's about the size of, I'd say, four or five T-Rexes. <laughs> but it's huge nonetheless. So there was a, um, a TV program, and it's, I'm pretty sure it's still available on BBC iPlayer, and it's David Attenborough talking about the Argentinosaurus. And it was because it was such a huge sort of biological find when this dinosaur was discovered because they found the femur bone was the first bone to be found and they knew that this thing was going to be massive because they looked at the sort of standard femur of a human which is about one and a half to two feet long the the femur by the way is the thigh bone for those of you who don't know um they, they looked at the femur of the human which is like i say about one and a half to two feet long of a of a of a fully grown adult then the femur of a t-rex which i think they said was about three feet long and about the thickness of of a, a human arm and then the camera pulled out and showed the femur of the argentinosaurus and it was eight feet long it was like a tree trunk lying on the ground and th that was the first bone that they found of this Argentinosaurus, and they were like, "This is, this is going to be humongous." And they found some more bones, and from that they were able to put them sort of together and and scope out how big this dinosaur would have actually been. And it turns out it was colossal, not quite as big as the blue whale, which is the largest animal to ever exist. 
still to this day, and they are still alive now, thriving, I think. I don't know. Oh, God. WWF are going to be on at me. <laughs> Saying, actually, I think you'll find blue whales are on the brink of extinction. I don't know whether that's true or not. Um, but I think I think I should say at this point that everyone should be doing everything that they possibly can to make sure that animals don't go extinct. All animals, not just certain animals, all animals. There we go. That's there. There's that, you know, PSA signed and dotted. Okay, biology. I've talked mostly about sort of dinosaurs, haven't I? I like dinosaurs. There was a conversation I was in. I can't remember why it came about, but I was in a conversation with probably my wife and then my mother-in-law was definitely there because she was astounded by by the answer that I gave which was if you could go back to any time in history where would you go to and my wife said the 1920s like the roaring 20s the flapper girls that kind of like always being very smartly dressed the music it's like jazz music she kind of would love to go back to there and I said I'd love to go back to the Mesozoic era which is the the period of time where dinosaurs existed and my mother-in-law was astounded she was like she was she didn't have a go at me but I think I think for me it's just the the idea of that there's still so much we don't know we can only we can only guess about what the dinosaurs did you know their 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 behavior their personalities even their their skin color you know we didn't even know they had feathers until 20 years ago we thought they were all completely scaly but then we found out through research and through more fossils being found that actually they had feathers so we're constantly learning new things about dinosaurs like if you look up the spinosaurus the spinosaurus was the main character of Jurassic Park 3 we now know that after, because that film's like, what, 20 years old nearly? We now know that the Spinosaurus looked absolutely nothing like that. Because in that film, it's depicted as a big carnivore that can run faster than a T-Rex, heavier than a T-Rex. Well, it, it was bigger than the T-Rex, but actually its feet are more like flippers. And it was more, more than likely a, a, a water-dwelling dinosaur because its feet were more like flippers and you know it, it has a, a snout very similar to crocodiles and alligators and you know so the more research you do basically i think what had happened is they discovered this new dinosaur the spinosaurus and they'd gone this dinosaur was a predator and it was bigger than the t-rex and they went okay we'll use that for jurassic park 3 and that can be the new bigger more scary more dangerous dinosaur that we can use for this film they stuck it in and then since then 20 years on you know they've done more research and they found out some new things about it that they didn't know back then that's the thing i love about science and especially biology things can constantly change with science because who was it that said this i think it was tim minchin said it science adjusts its views based on what's observed so this isn't me like trying to I'm not going on like a science versus faith thing now, but that he did say that off the back of one of those arguments. Basically, the idea is that religious people read a book, took it as gospel and went, that's real. Whereas scientists go, oh, we think this might be real. 
we'll test it. If if the tests come back conclusive, then they go, yeah, it's real. If they're inconsistent or if they're proven wrong, then they'll go, no, it's not real. This is one of the things I love about science is we now have that movie. We have Jurassic Park 3 and we t- we have that 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 shot of that dinosaur stood there by the electric fence that it, it then breaks through in reality 20 years later we find out that realistically it wouldn't have been it wouldn't have had the power to be able to do that because it had like legs like flippers essentially for swimming it was most likely a massive duck with a fin on its back and pointy teeth next topic please Stadiums! Stadiums! Why do we have this in the topic wheel? Stadiums! Okay, so, stadium, well, we all know what a stadium is. A stadium is a, a, a building where, well, it depends. Can we can we talk about stadiums and arenas? Is, are these, can we do that? Stadiums are what I guess is what you would would say uh, a football a football match takes takes part in takes part in takes place in so a football match will take place in a stadium and then a uh, a concert will take place in in, a, in an arena but then also a concert can take place in a stadium i went to the etihad stadium the man city stadium uh to to see ed sheeran a few years ago it was very good we didn't get anywhere near him we stood right at the back for the entire thing we had standing seat we had these are the this is the thing why is it called standing seats are they called standing seats or am i just making that up yeah we've got standing seats that's an oxymoron standing seats you don't unless you're stood on a seat shut up sean i always record these podcasts on a friday so i'm always really tired by time i'm by the time I'm recording it, I really need to start recording them on like a Sunday evening when I've been rested. I'm far too tired for this. Where's that piano? Piano? Violin? Where's that violin? So stadiums. I used to work in a stadium, actually. Come to think of it. Well, not not properly. So I mentioned last week I'm from Crew, and our local football team is called Crew Alexandra. And when I was 11 years old, I was made a ball boy at Crew Alexandra, which basically meant if the ball went out of touch, out for a throw in, out for a corner, arched off the pitch, it was my job to give the ball back to the players. Very similar to the ball boys and the ball girls. Uh, you see at Wimbledon, only we don't get the same amount of training that they do because what we do is not as extravagant. We don't do all that kind of standing and waiting for the ball and sticking your hand in the air and then have to stand at the back with your arms behind your back. And no, I I, I sat on a, a like a little stool, a, a, a very uncomfortable little stool every week, sometimes twice a week. If there was like a midweek game, I would sit on one of these stools normally in like the depths of winter it might have been chucking it down it might have been snowing 
And, you know, because the football season goes straight through winter and there was always a game on Boxing Day. So never really got to enjoy that. For Well, I say never really got to. I only did it for two seasons. So it was literally two years. I can't complain, really. And I got I, I, I got a lot out of it. I was on TV with Alex Ferguson and Dario Grady. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, Alex Ferguson was uh, manager at Manchester United. And he was, at the time, the second longest serving manager in English football history. Second only to Dario Grady. And Dario Grady was the Crew Alexandra manager. And so when they played a match together, it was on TV and they made a big deal about the whole thing. Because they were in different leagues, they never really played together. But this one cup game, they played against each other. And Man United came to Crew, and they were on telly. And I just walked past, like in the background. And there I was, just walking past. Uh, so that's one of my claims to fame. I was on TV with Sir Alex Ferguson and Dario Grady. Oh, also, I so when I was younger, not so much now because I don't really follow football that much. But when I was younger, I was a big Liverpool fan, and I still do support Liverpool when I'm when I'm deciding to shout for the football or whatever. Um, but at the time when I did support Liverpool with all of my heart, um, John Onorita played for them, and because Liverpool and Crew are quite close to each other, they are quite often play their preseason friendlies together. And for one of the games that I was ball boying, uh, John Honorisa asked me for the ball back. So he spoke to me. And at the time, it was a huge deal. And I told everybody. And that happened in a stadium. This is, We're still on stadiums here, guys. I'm still talking about stadiums. It happened in a stadium. No one any of this. Why are you talking about football when you should be talking about stadiums? Football takes place in a stadium. So just talking about crew alexandra because i'm talking about stadiums and they play in a stadium blah 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 um crew alexandra are now in the same league as wrexham and i th i don't think it matters where you are in the world i think you know exactly where this is going now um when wrexham play crew later on in the season which i think is next year now it'll be in 2024 when wrexham come to crew to play against crew i believe I don't even know if I should be saying this. Oh, um, I believe Ryan Reynolds will be there. I don't know if this is true. I have been told by a person who will remain unnamed. It's not someone that knows Ryan Reynolds or anything or really has any background knowledge. He, he just, because he follows crew a lot closely than I do, a lot more closely than I do, I think he thinks that Ryan Reynolds will be there. So I've been told Ryan Reynolds is going to be there. I don't know if he will. I know he goes to every home game, but I don't really know if he goes to away games. Anyway, the man who owns the business where I currently work is quite well associated with Crew Alexandra. Uh, and this is not the man that's told me that Ryan Reynolds is going to be there. If if he had told me that Ryan Reynolds is going to be there, I'd be much quicker to believe it than the other person that told me. But because he's quite well associated with them, quite high up um, with like the board members and stuff, um, I believe that if Ryan Reynolds does come to crew, he will get to meet him. So here's my plan. I am going to try and meet Ryan Reynolds when he comes to crew, if he comes to crew, 
by sweet-talking my boss into letting me go with him. I will say it here and now, there is a 0% chance that that's going to happen. But if you don't ask, you don't get, do you? So, stadiums, well and truly talked about. Thank you very, very much for listening. If you got this far, um, I apologize to any scientists out there or any, any, any biologists or anyone that has more brain cells than me. Look, I'm, I get forced to talk about these things and I'm glad to do it because it's an exercise that I, that I, that I, want, to, that I want to get more used to. And I want to, I want to, I want to perfect a bit more, especially when it can, it can, it can be so helpful. I think when it's exercised for a very specific scenario, which I've mentioned a hundred times. If you've got any comments, questions, topic suggestions, or if you just want to join the conversation, got any, got anything you want to say about any of the topics that have ever been covered on this podcast, then you can email those to don't know what pod at gmail.com. If you click the Linktree link in the description of this podcast, then you can follow me on all of my other adventures, see what I'm doing on Instagram, see what I'm doing on TikTok, and other such things. Obviously, as I said at the start of the podcast, I am now no longer doing Patreon, but from here on out, you will be getting two episodes a week, one on a Monday, one on a Friday. The first Monday episode will be going out the Monday after this episode goes out. And the, the first public guest episode, which was an episode that had already been released on Patreon, which is Ben's episode, that will be going out publicly on the 1st of October. And there will be no secret podcasts anywhere that you have to pay for. Everything will be free and fully available to the public. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful week. Join me on Monday when I could be talking about literally anything. Have a good weekend.